From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is it, the National News for January 31, 2010. I'm Graham, VK4BB, and do we have a deal for you. Okay. I fully understand the ACMA frown upon for sale items during even local broadcasts, be they ham to ham or factory to ham, but what we have today is just too good to be true, though we can't throw in Tassie or a set of steak knives. If you are a ham who gets offended with for sale items, well, this is just fair warning that we will be advertising a deal or no deal today. Some people apparently never learn and some people possibly have the idea that being in VK6 means they can get away with foolery on the air. Not so. One bloke over here has been convicted of making a false distress call and this caused the volunteer Sea Rescue and others to waste valuable time. Previously the same bloke, not a ham, was convicted of interfering with airways frequencies in the Perth area. He is now spending a few months as a guest of Her Majesty in addition to financial penalties. How does it go again? Oh, yes. Ging, gang, gooly, gooly, gotcha. Is your amateur radio station EME compliant? The operation of all amateur stations must comply with electromagnetic emission or EME limits. An important part of this compliance is an annual Australia-wide audit of amateur licensees. The ACMA writes to randomly selected amateur stations. The average amateur station will easily comply and requires only a self-assessment of compliance. It becomes more complicated if you use higher power and gain antennas on the VHF, UHF or microwave bands. All radio amateurs are expected to be aware of these requirements and apply them as responsible users of the radio spectrum. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Popper Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Okay, we mentioned the deal. So, gold chain on and white shoes polished, here we go. Space shuttles for sale. Yes, space shuttles, the genuine article. Our friends in the. Okay, so it is the Irish Society. Well, the IRTS are reporting that there are only five remaining space shuttle missions during 2010. And NASA is looking to dispose of the spacecraft. But wait for it. NASA has slashed the price of its shuttles to just 20.3 million euro. Discovery is going to the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum, while Atlantis and Endeavour are up for sale. The delivery date is given as the second half of 2011, and shuttle main engines are said to be available for the cost of transportation and handling. So now we can truly say... Watch this space. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. Hi, this is Bob, VK5NZ, with hams across Australia. In VK2, February meets include the Orange and District meeting on the 15th, New South Wales Weiss and AGM at Dural on the afternoon of Sunday, February the 7th, and the Hornsby mid-monthly meeting on the 9th, and then Hornsby meeting also on the 23rd. The Central Coast Centenary Dinner at Wyang is on Saturday evening of the 27th, a joint operation between the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club and Amateur Radio New South Wales. It will commence at 6pm. 
For registration, contact Brian Kelly, VK2WBK. And the Central Coast Centenary Field Day is at Wyong on the 28th. Now to VK3. March 14th is Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club 2010 White Elephant Sale. Arguably the very best ham fest is right there in Melbourne. The EMDRC 2010 White Elephant Sale is Melbourne's most popular suburban ham fest for new and second-hand amateur gear and component sales. And their 2010 ham fest will be no exception, with major commercial vendors, retailers and regular hard-to-get component suppliers in attendance. Enjoy food from the club barbecue... And of course they offer free tea and coffee. VK4 Q News Last week's version of this WIA news was broadcast from the Heritage Village in Rockhampton. The village is, if you like, a second home for the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club, more generally known as the Radar Club. The Radar Club has been given the use of a building in the complex and members are in the process of building a secure operating shack. If you're in Rocky or just passing through, be sure to call in and say g'day. You'll find the Rockhampton Regional Heritage Village on the main highway on the northern outskirts of the city. VK6. 100 years of the WIA Ham Heaven Official Open Day. The NCRG cordially invites all radio amateurs to join in this dual celebration. 100 years of the WIA and the, f- the official opening of the NCRG club premises in Whiteman Park, affectionately known locally as Ham Heaven. It will consist of a car boot sale, barbecue, guided tours of the premises, and if conditions permit, a chance to operate from the club's excellent contest stations. Please contact Keith VK6RK for further details at this stage. VK6RK at wia.org.au And now to VK7. Meet the Voice Barbecue, Sunday, March 21st. Again at the same venue, the Ross Caravan Park, the members of the Tasmanian Sewing Circle Net will be pleased for your company. Registration will be from 10am on the Sunday morning. A barbecue will be provided for those wishing to cook their own, but of course Ross is well catered for with food outlets if you prefer. Ray VK7VKV has again offered to organise a car boot sale on the day for those with pre-loved amateur radio bits and pieces to dispose of. Please contact him for further information. This has been Bob VK5NZ. Now back to the Action Central Newsroom. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. Education, youth and advancement of amateur radio. I'm James, VK6NAH. At the Central Coast Centenary Field Day at Wyong on the 28th of February, will be provision to sit for any grade of exams. For registration for the exams, contact Brian Kelly, VK2WBK, on 0400 445829. Waverley training and exams are on the 13th and 14th of February and over to Summerland on the 27th till 28th of February Summerland are holding an upgrade standard theory course 1. The 6th till the 7th of March will be the upgrade standard theory 2 plus the exam and the 13th till the 14th of March they are holding the upgrade regulations and exam 
and on the 17th till the 18th of April will be the foundation course and exam. Aris Audio in Podcast On the NASA Do-It-Yourself podcast website is an item about using amateur radio on the International Space Station, Aris. Contacts to record unique audio for use in a student build podcast. The blog provides additional information via links to the Teaching from Space Aris webpage, as well as the DIY podcast homepage. Irish Engineers Week Last year, the Society hosted a presentation entitled Decoding the Code from Samuel Morse to SMS at seven centuries throughout Ireland. The presentation introduced over 400 school children to radio and electronics and allowed them to have hands-on experience of the building of a simple transistor circuit. This year, the Society is taking part with an expanded list of venues. For the WIA National News Service, I'm James, VK6NAH in Perth, WA. From the WIA, this is the weekly National News Service originating from VK1WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. MP3 Pioneers launched Deluxe File. Music DNA will be widely available by mid-year, creators say. A new music file format has been unveiled by some of the key figures behind the development of the MP3. The new file, Music DNA, can include things like lyrics, video, artwork and blog posts which will continually be updated as well as the music. Music DNA files are likely to be more expensive than current music downloads. It will be in competition with Apple's iTunes LP which gives users added content including bonus tracks, lyrics and video interviews. Felix Baumgartner to unveil Mission to the Edge of Space. Pilot Felix Baumgartner has announced his intent to expand the boundaries of aerospace exploration by attempting to become the first person ever to break the speed of sound with the human body. He hopes to ascend in a capsule lifted by a helium balloon to the upper reaches of the stratosphere to at least 120,000 feet and, protected by a full-pressure spacesuit, launch a free-fall jump that could exceed Mark 1, more than 690 miles per hour, before parachuting to Earth. If successful, the Red Bull Stratos mission hopes to establish four world records. The data captured by the mission's world-leading scientists could promise new standards in aerospace safety and enhanced possibilities for human flight. Red Bull Stratos has secured specialised technical communications that will facilitate the coverage of the mission with a live TV broadcast and live webcast. In parallel, the mission will also be streamed on mobile platforms through a mobile application by Nokia. Ham Radio Politics ARRL elects K. Craigie, M3KN, as its new president. An historic day in the history of the American Radio Relay League, this as the board of directors elects first vice president K. Craigie, M3KN, of Blacksburg, Virginia, as the organization's first ever female president. Amateur Radio Newsline's Mark Abramowitz, NT3V, is in the USA East Coast Bureau with the details. Kay Craigie says she is humbled to have been elevated to such an honor and is pleased the ARRL board had the confidence to entrust her with such an awesome responsibility. Craigie, who began her service to the ARRL and its membership in 1986 as the Eastern Pennsylvania Section Manager, says she also recognizes the legacy of her predecessors. If you stand in the lobby at ARRL headquarters, you see photographs of all the presidents of ARRL going all the way back to Hiram Percy Maxim W1AW. Uh, here to tell you when you think about joining 
that list of amazing, outstanding radio amateurs. If it doesn't throw you for just a little bit of a loop, there's something wrong with you because these are people who've had a tremendous contribution to amateur radio, and I am just unbelievably honored to be uh, joining that group. Frank Haas, KB4T, is here with the story of a longtime friend to sailors worldwide. LORAN is an acronym for the words Long Range Navigation. It's a radio navigation system that was developed during World War II for military ships and aircraft. It then was perfected for civilian use and began full-time service in 1957. LORAN-C operates in the low-frequency portion of the electromagnetic spectrum from 90 to 110 kilohertz. It has continuously transmitted the past 52 years from 24 stations operated by the Coast Guard to allow position determination at sea or in the air. For decades, Loran Sea was the standard navigation system for ships, fishing boats, and other vessels. It also served as a supplemental navigation aid on many small to medium-sized aircraft. And at its peak popularity, an estimated one and a half million Lorenzi receivers were in use. But in the mid-1990s, mariners and pilots began turning to the global positioning system for its almost pinpoint accuracy. Gradually, use of Lorenzi fell away. Now, the Department of Homeland Security says that Lorenzi has become obsolete and is no longer needed for navigation or safety. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Believe it or not, this story from our weird and wonderful file. Can you drive and talk on the radio at the same time? Largely in Australia, the law says that you can. But it might be worth checking and knowing that rule number by heart if you're stopped by the police. Should you drive and talk on the radio might be a better question. Last year, a psychology professor at Western Washington University in Bellingham between Seattle and Vancouver wanted to test whether talking on a mobile phone affected situational awareness. Professor Ira Hyman owns a clown suit. He organised for his researchers to video a square on the campus for an hour and to interview people as they came out of the square. He enlisted the help of a student who can ride a unicycle. Yes, you heard right, a clown on a unicycle. Well, what happened, do you think? They ask a plain question. Did you see anything unusual? 60% of the people walking with friends remembered the clown. 33% of people plugged into music, but only 8% of mobile phone users. When prompted with, did you see the unicycling clown? The recall was better. 71% of the people walking with a friend remembered the clown. A more creditable 61% of those listening to music, 51% of those walking alone, but still a miserable 25% of mobile phone users. It turns out that splitting our attention does affect perception. No wonder using a mobile phone while driving is banned by the law. I'm Peter Ellis, VK1PE. Remembering the unit men. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, with another in the series of brief looks at those who made discoveries and have their names as units of measurement. Joseph Henry, born in 1797, made major contributions in the field of electromagnetism. These include the discovery of self-inductance. He was the first to create powerful electromagnets, the electric motor, and also provided help to Samuel Morse in the development of the telegraph. 
Henry was of Scottish heritage, became an apprentice watchmaker at the age of 13 and then attended the Albany Academy in New York for more study, but was mostly self-taught. By chance, he read a popular scientific book, which greatly aroused a pre-existing interest in science. He became a district teacher, but ultimately appointed Professor of Mathematics and Natural Philosophy at the Academy, allowing him to continue his scientific experiments after teaching hours. While working at Princeton College, he was given study leave on full pay, enabling him to travel to meet Faraday, Wheatstone and other British scientists. When the Smithsonian Institute began in 1846, he led it with distinction, including the establishment of the first corps of volunteer weather observers. Deservedly so, in 1893, the International Unit of Inductance was named the Henry. You're tuned to VK1 WIA News. This news broadcast can be heard on linked repeaters VK6AUF Perth 438.525 and VK6RMS Mount Saddleback 147.250 Sundays 9am and 7pm. I'm Trevor VK6YJ. Media Watch, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Group presenting this WIA National News Service for February March. VK3, the 7th, ARV, promoting Centre Victoria Hempfest. VK2, the 21st, CCARC, promoting Wyong Field Day. March and VK2, the 7th, ARNSW, promoting WA Centenary. March and VK6, the 14th, News West. And March 28th from VK3, VK3, DN. Recommended reading, Thunderstruck, by Eric Larson. Thunderstruck is a book by Eric Larson that is a true story that interweaves notable researchers and inventors like Guglielmo Marconi, John Fleming, Heinrich Hertz and Nikola Tesla, with that of Dr. Holly Crippen, a famous murderer. Crippen was an American physician hanged in Pentonville Prison, London, England, on November 23, 1910, for the murder of his wife, Cora Henrietta Crippen. He holds the unenviable distinction of being the first criminal ever to be captured with the aid of wireless communication. Any hand that is a reader should enjoy this book. According to the QCWA's Val Irwin, W5PUT, once he started reading, he could not put it down. Thunderstruck is available either in hardback or paperback at all normal book outlets and from online booksellers like Amazon.com. And when you do put the book down, pick up the mic or key for contest time. February 27-28, NZART Jock White Memorial Field Day Contest. March 13 and 14, RSGB Connell Contest, BRU. March 20 and 21, WIA John Moyle Field Day. April 32 May 6, Westlake CQ Repeater Contest. This FM CQ repeater contest where all contacts are to be made via an FM repeater is aimed at activating normally quiet repeaters. This is a fun event open to all VKs. Full details on Westlake's home page. Special event called Beacon, Dicks and Net Advice. EI2 GBW Island to Great Britain Ferry Celebrations ends March 31. GB2 EI Great Britain to Island Ferry Celebrations ends March 31. VI3 KIAH Acknowledging Black Saturday Bushfires, 2pm to 8pm local, February 7. Where in the world is 4U1WB? Well, VK4CC explains. Where in the world is 4U1WB? ARRL News Editor KI5FA said that most logging programs showed it as mainland USA. We all know that AA to AL, K, N and W are all US prefixes then why was 4U1WB showing up as being located in the US too? 
Well, 4U1WB is a United Nations call sign assigned to the World Bank Amateur Radio Club at the World Bank in Washington, D.C. There are four 4U1 call signs around the globe. 4U1UN assigned to the United Nations. 4U1ITU assigned to the International Amateur Radio Club at the International Telecommunication Union. And 4U1VIC, the Vienna International Radio Club at the Vienna International Centre. In the past, the United Nations has issued 4U call signs to various entities, allowing its use in areas where the UN has had peacekeeping forces. In 1995, an operation from Western Sahara used 4U-KC0PA, while Burundi used 4U-9U in 1994. While 4U1UN and 4U1ITU count for credit towards the ARRL's DXCC award, 4U1WB and 4U1VIC do not. The DXCC rules define 4U1WB and 4U1VIC as being considered part of their host identity for DXCC purposes. This makes 4U1WB part of the US and 4U1VIC part of Austria for DXCC purposes. This is VK4CC, Cole, from the Southside Amateur Radio Society in Brisbane. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. At the Key News Workbench, the nuts and bolts report, new products, bud traps. Here's a neat and cheap product that you can use to keep those very popular earbud-type earphones from becoming a tangled mess. BudTrap International has introduced its new BudTrap new cable management device engineered to trap earbuds and avoid headphone tangles in your iPods or even your HT. BudTrap stays attached to your earphone jack and helps you secure your earbuds the way you want quickly. The device works with either straight or curved device jacks. The small form factor offers portable users the convenience of headphone cable management without adding bulk to the device. This does make bud traps a natural for hams to experiment with and find new ways to use that the manufacturer likely never dreamt of. The new bud traps are available online for less than $3 USA. Go Google it today. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Illawarra and south coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on Sunday mornings at 10am via the coast-linked VHF repeaters of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society on 146850, 146975 and 146675. Prefer our website www.iars.org.au for information about the club and our meetings. I'm Tony Stone, VK2TS, President of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's World Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, A Final Frontier. Ham Radio in Space, A Sounds of Space website. Turning to Ham Radio Space-related news, word that DD1US now has an extensive collection of sounds from manned and unmanned space exploration, including amateur radio operations, on his website. This includes historic recordings like Sputnik 1 and Apollo 11. There is even a page devoted to clips of amateur radio satellites from Oscar 1 to Oscar 68. It's all online at www.dd1us.de. 
Ham Radio in Space, FO29 returns to the air. Fuji Oscar 29 ground controllers at the Japan Amateur Radio League plan to open the satellite for amateur radio use, but it may not remain operational after eclipses due to power limitation issues. Depending upon the power budget, the JIRL may need to selectively cancel the availability of the satellite at certain times. All hams are reminded to please use as low a power as necessary on the uplink to complete their communications. Worldwide Special Interest Group's repeaters. Evans Head Repeater VK2REH on site. The repeater is now on site, but not yet quite complete. The frequency, 147.250 MHz. Any transmit to the repeater on 147.850 MHz, no tone required. No tone, standalone, not linked to any other repeaters. And Darren VK2AUX is keen to get signal reports from anyone who can work the repeater. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Norahead Search and Rescue are seeking volunteer radio operators to man the station on a roster basis for approximately three hours per fortnight, preferably retirees from the Central Coast. Interested parties require a marine radio operator certificate or to be prepared to undertake a training course. Contact Westlake's John Emanuel, VK2EJP. And the United States of America's Department of Defense, DOD, issued an instruction concerning Mars, effective immediately. This instruction gives three Mars services, Army, Air Force and Navy Marine Corps, a new focus on homeland security and a new name. Military Auxiliary Radio System, Mars. The DOD defines a military auxiliary as an organised body of volunteers prepared to supplement the uniformed services or any designated civilian authorities by provision of specialised autonomous services when called upon or when a situation warrants. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN. Rewind, a look back at our history through the serialised written history by WIA Centenary Committee member Peter Wolfen and VK3RV with the assistance of others that is being published in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine. The earliest days, when Marconi demonstrated his wireless system in 1895, he did so at a time that the predominant communication means globally was the wired telegraph. Indeed, all six British colonies in Australia were cable-linked by 1880, with Australia becoming a federation and Commonwealth of Australia in 1901, the individual colonial telegraph departments united. Before 1905, the radio spectrum in Australia was effectively under the control of the British Royal Navy, as it was responsible for the defence of Australia. A number of wireless demonstrations were given to interested parties in most Australian states during 1897 to 1900. Professor William Bragg gave the first recorded public demonstration of telegraphy without wires at the University of Adelaide during September 1897. That led to lectures about wireless being held. In the early 1900s, the new Secretary of the Post Office looked with disfavour on everything that was not producing revenue, and for the time being, that included wireless. Contrasting with that approach was the one taken in 1901 by H.W. Genvey, Chief Postal Electrical Engineer for Victoria, who had been experimenting privately from 1899. On the 6th of May 1901, his amateur wireless station officially communicated with the escort ship HMS St George, which was in the Victorian waters, accompanying the Duke of York, the future king. 
This was not only the first ship to shore wireless communication in Australia, but used homemade equipment. Other experimenters subsequently made contact with that ship during its visit. Arguably, the communication acted as a two-pronged catalyst for wireless. First, it raised interest in the worth of the new communication medium. And second, it contributed to the debate about establishing a coastal wireless telegraphy network. The bottom of the news we've reached, I'm Graham VK4BB. As we leave you on the social scene through February, February 14 in VK3 is the WIA 100 Centre Victoria Radio Fest number 3. February 27 in VK6 Hills Amateur Radio Group Swap Meet. That's at 2pm at Les Murdy. Feb 28 in VK2, the Wyong Field Day, Wyong Racecourse. And Feb 28 in VK3, the Yarra Valley Ham Fest. In March, a quick look at March, in VK3 on the 14th is the Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club's White Elephant Sale, whilst on the same date, March six, March 14, over in VK6, 100 years of the WIA plus Ham Heaven official opening. And March 21 in VK7, Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross in VK7. OK, with that, don't forget when you do send us items for use in the news, if you're just sending text, then send that text to nationalnews at wia.org.au and make sure it is written in the way that you'd expect others to read it. And if you're sending audio, which of course we love, make sure that when you do file that, you include your call sign in the file name. Don't just put national news or something like that because we end up with so many national newsers that uh, one overwrites the other. No risk of that. Okay, with that, I'm out of here. We'll uh, catch you all next week. Don't forget, through February, we've got a couple of big outside broadcasts coming up, one from VK2 and one from VK3. Till then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1 WIA. We've reported. You decide.